Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic. Welcome all, welcome. Welcome again to another episode of the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I am your host, Michael Foster, the voice in an increasingly un voice of reason, I'm sorry, in an increasingly unreasonable world. So I'm back after a couple of weeks off. One was by doing, another one was not by doing. It seems that um, folk have a vested interest in keeping me off the air. Um, I'm not saying it's on purpose. I'm just saying there's always something that keeps you from fulfilling your goals, keeps you from fulfilling your calling, whatever you are here to do. There's always a little bit of something that tries to delay it. But I persevere. Uh, it's not going to happen. But again, before we get started, like I do every time, if you want to come out and check me out, go to iTunes, Pugilistic Linguistics. You can download all of the podcasts for your listening pleasure, your listening needs. Uh, everything that you want to pay attention to is out there for your at your fingertips for your consumption. Now, I've got that out of the way. Let's get started with today's episode that I titled The Long Con. Basically, I want to speak today about Tom, his first month on the job, Tom being Tiny Orange Man, the guy that you all elected president. I want to speak a little bit today about this guy. Before I get into it, though, I want to read something that popped up across my timeline a few weeks ago, and I really think this is a nice foundation from where I'm going today. It's a little limpy, but uh, it's definitely worth a listen. You voted for Trump because Clinton was going to be in Wall Street's pocket. Trump wants to repeal Dodd-Frank and eliminate the fiduciary rule, letting Wall Street return to its pre-2008 ways. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit each topic and speak on it. Uh, in addition to that, complaining that Hillary is in Wall Street's pocket, Tom has elected or selected, and he's been nominated and duly you know, confirmed, Steve Mnuchin, I hope I'm saying his last name right, uh, as the Secretary of the Treasury, which really wouldn't matter in a general sense, but he is a Goldman Sachs executive, or at least an ex-Goldman Sachs executive, firmly in Wall Street, firmly beholden to the banks. Tom wants to repeal Dodd-Frank, and uh, an amendment, an act that was created specifically to prevent pre-2008 crashing of the economy. Ostensibly, Tom said he wanted to do this to quote, not to quote, but for quote, so his friends can get loans, unquote. Now, I don't, know, I don't think he meant directly so his friends can get loans, but the, the gist of it behind it was he wanted to relax all the rules 
so his rich crony friends can get unquestioned loans, whether they qualified for them or not. This coming from a man who this coming from a man who was elected president after declaring four personal bankruptcies. But I digress. Next, you voted for Trump because Clinton's emails. The Trump administration is running its own private email server. That's proven. You all have tried to justify it and said that, well, there's no classified information being put on. How do you know that? If private servers are bad during the campaign, then they're bad during the administration. Period. You voted for Trump because you thought the Clinton Foundation was paid for play. Trump has refused to wall off his businesses from his administration and personally profits from payments from foreign governments. Prove it. It's been proven that's the case. He has not extricated himself from his personal day-to-day dealings because, quote-unquote, he doesn't have to. True, there is no ethics conflict of interest rules for the president and vice president. That is true. I don't know how we did this loophole, but that's the way it is. So what he says is technically correct. But what concerns me is the fact that he can pass laws via executive order, and we'll get to that in a moment, that can directly benefit his businesses. I can't for the life of me see how that's legal. I proceed. You voted for Trump because Clinton's role in Benghazi. Trump ordered the Yemen raid without adequate intel and tweeted about fake news while Americans died as a result of his carelessness. The first military action under Tom was a raid in Yemen a couple weeks ago. A raid that President Obama specifically said that he would not undertake because it was too dangerous which is probably the reason why Tom decided to do it, to one-up somebody. The results, the death of one Navy SEAL and the deaths of, at last count, up to 12 Yemeni children under the age of 12, I believe. Again, there is no uproar about that. The Muslim kids, who cares about that? If Benghazi Got all your draws in an uproar. I do not understand how this Yemeni raid doesn't even register on your radar. Again, they're Muslim kids. We don't care about that. You voted for Trump because Clinton did not care about the little guy. Trump's cabinet is full of billionaires, and he took away your health insurance so he can give a multi-million dollar tax break to his billionaire business owners. Obamacare had nothing. Trump had nothing to do with Obamacare or repealing it because it wasn't good for the people. He don't give a damn about that. He cares that it costs his friends money. So we're going to repeal it. And not have a replacement. Because, again, that's this is about him and his friends. It's not about the American public. It's people who are on Obamacare that voted for Trump who are surprised that he repealed their Obamacare after he told them he would do so. That strikes a level of stupidity that doesn't even 
begin to comprehend. That is dumb on levels not even created yet. The man told you what he was going to do. You voted for him anyway. Now you're mad because, quote, unquote, you didn't believe he was going to do it. Dumbasses. Now what? Hate to say it, but that's how it goes down. You voted for Trump because he was going to build a wall and Mexico was going to pay for it. American consumers will pay for the wall via import tariffs. Don't let him fool you. Again, I said this on a previous uh, show. You look at his hand that is moving, but watch the one that's not because that's the one he's going to hit you with. If America pays for the wall, let's just say, and then tariffs on Mexican imports, 10, 20, 30%, whatever, you paying the tariff. So guess what? You paying for the wall again. A tariff on Mexican imported goods is an American expense. So you pay for the wall when it goes up, then you pay for the tariff on the backside, you pay for it twice. But you all for this. Y'all follow for the okie doke. This man is a shyster. This is his long con. And you're too dumb to realize it because your hatred for everything inclusionary that ain't just white middle class wasp and white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, all that garbage. Your, your hatred for anything outside of that has clouded your vision to the point to where you put an isolationist con man at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And the killer part about it is I'm not even mad at him per se because he told you what he was going to do. You the dumbass because you didn't believe it. But I digress. You voted for Trump because Clinton was going to get us into a war by provoking our enemies, alienating our allies, and giving ISIS a decade's worth of recruiting materials. Hello, travel ban has done more to swell ISIS's ranks than anything has since uh, Saddam Hussein was toppled. I'm trying to tell you all, and because you are so hawkish and so America is the mightiest country on the planet, bomb them, because you all are so stupid like this, you need to realize something. You can't fight an ideology with a bomb. All you serve to do is create more combatants. If this was a state sponsored thing if this was the nazis that was sponsored out of germany and they you know it was a it was a, a cut that's a little easier war to fight you can't fight an ideology with a bomb all you serve to do is create more combatants you don't think the travel ban has created more isis sympathizers than anything else that we could have done it's an ideology. It's a way they feel. And they and, and the, the band that we are trying or the band that Tom is trying to impose justifies their feelings. Thus creating new combatants. You have to fight an unconventional target in an unconventional way. But again, Tom is too dumb to realize that. You voted for Trump because Clinton didn't have the stamina to do the job. 
But Trump hung up on the Australian prime minister during a 5 p.m. phone call because, quote, it was at the end of a long day and he was tired and fatigue was setting in, close quote. Did he not know that being president is a 24-hour-a-day job? It's 5 o'clock, so you can't hang up on a prime minister because you're tired. Get you some five-hour energy and get get to doing your damn job. But this goes this again. This is a part of that long con. See, you you all bought into the crap that he was saying against his opponent. Now, mind you, Hillary Clinton was a deeply flawed opponent, deeply. But the bottom line is, Trump ain't the guy that y'all fell for the okie doke. This man has gone on vacation. Twice in a month. He just needs to get away for a while. Do you realize the amount of money it's costing us to to protect his family that are in different corners of the planet? I think there was an estimate done. Uh, uh, Melania and Barron, his youngest son, living in New York for the time being. I don't know if they'll ever go to Washington, but right now they're in Trump Tower. There was an estimate saying that every single day of protecting those two run upwards of $400,000 every single day. We're talking upwards of $120 million over a course of a year just to protect her. Her. Whereas in eight years well, under Obama, that price tag is about $97 million to protect him and his family on all of his trips. So we're talking $120 million just for her in New York City. We're not counting him jet-setting down to Palm Beach every weekend. We're not counting his son, Eric Trump, going to Uruguay uh, to, to open a, a hotel or whatever he was doing there, or going to Vancouver, he and his brother-in-law, Jared Kushner, uh, going to Vancouver, opening a new Trump hotel that we, got to pay, that we have to pay, pay protection for. That's not counting them jet-setting all over the planet. That's just for Melania and Barron in New York City. Yet you got all your panties in a bunch when Obama goes to Martha's Vineyard or to Hawaii twice a year or however long, how many times it was, to the tune of $100 million over eight years, where they're gonna, she's going to cost us one twenty in one. Oh, okay. I get it. Y'all make perfect sense. So let's see what the next one is. You voted for Trump because foreign leaders wouldn't respect Clinton. Foreign leaders, both friendly and hostile, are openly mocking Trump. Openly. Sweden just uh, uh, today, uh, yesterday at some uh, campaign stop, it's not even campaign stop, he's president now, at some whatever you want to call it, some rally that, he, that uh, Tom had yesterday in Melbourne, Florida. He spoke about some terror attack that happened in Sweden the day before which would have been Friday. Sweden, I'm sure the whole country wouldn't, but like the official Twitter page of the the government of Sweden or whatever, tweeted out, what y'all talking about? We didn't have a terror attack yesterday. They, the the ex-prime minister of Sweden went even further by saying, I don't know what that man is smoking. There was no terror attack here. 
Yeah, Vladimir Putin hates Clinton. That's well established. Putin hates everybody except for Trump. But that even goes to a deeper thing, though. Trump talks about a a made-up terror attack in Sweden. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, his uh, mouthpiece-in-chief, spoke about the Bowling Green massacre. Never forget Bowling Green, a massacre that never happened. They're making stuff up as they go along. And you all buy this shit hook, line, and sinker. That's what I don't expect much from him or anybody around him or anybody that deals with him, anybody that looks like him. I don't expect much. But the American public has proven themselves to be idiots. Absolute, certifiable idiots. Because in an information age that we live in, where Google, you can find things at your fingertips in seconds, to be this ignorant is willful. You don't want to know any better. That makes you an idiot. It's one thing to be ignorant. You don't know any better. And you don't know you don't know any better. That's ignorance. Up to a certain point, that's forgivable. But when you don't know any better and you refuse to educate yourself, that you become an idiot. And the human species are the only people or only species that takes care of our idiots. Every other species on the planet has pushed their idiots to the edge of the herd so the predators can get them. We try to, we as humans, we try to reason with idiots. This man is conning the hell out you openly. Other countries are mocking us openly. And you just sit there with your thumbs up your butt giggling. But I digress again. You vote for Trump because Clinton lies and he tells it like it is. Trump and his administration lie with a regularity and a brazenness that can only be described as shocking. He lies. You know how I know he's lying? Because his mouth is open. Sean Spicer, his official spokesperson that does the daily press briefings, lies. Kellyanne Conway, scarecrow-in-chief, lies. This Justin Miller dude, this new guy that came out of somewhere with the dead, cold eyes, he lies. And the killer part about their lies is these are easily verifiable lies. Oh, I'm sorry, no, they're not lies. They're alternative facts. They're facts that deviate from the normal. They're alternative facts. They're lies. And, 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 and you all are complicit in the bull because you don't call them on their lies. The media, with all of their flaws, I've got to give them props on this, they are starting to revolt against Tom. He thinks that he can turn us against the media, eliminate them, and then our only source of news will be him. That's not what a democracy is all about. I think Thomas Jefferson said, and I'm paraphrasing, something along the lines of, 
if I had to choose government without newspapers or newspapers without government, I would definitely choose the latter over the former. He's basically saying we would rather have a free press over a government because the free press, with all of its flaws, keeps the government on their toes. They're not supposed to be all chummy and buddy, but they're supposed to report the facts. Now, they have their flaws. They have their issues. We'll get to that when we get to that. But bottom line, eliminating the press, a free press, is not the answer. Tom had a real uh, disjointed press conference a few days ago to where they vowed to get to the bottom of the leaks that are coming out of the White House. He said the leaks are real, but the news is fake. So you're basically saying that people are just leaking fake news. How dumb does that sound? But again, this is the dude that you thought was going to be our savior. The news ain't fake. The news is fake. The news is real. You're the fake one. Fox News has even turned against this guy. I've never seen a I've never seen Fox News turn against any Republican. Any ever. Openly turn it against them. This is not gonna end well for Tom. So it the the, the post ends up like this. Let's be honest about what really happened. The reality is that you voted for Trump because you got conned. Trump is a grifter, and the American people were the mark. Now that you know the score, quit insisting the con man is on your side. What has he done in his 20-some-odd days in office that shows you that he is for you? Repealing Dodd-Frank don't help you. Removing the uh, mortgage interest on day one on the job doesn't help you. Building the wall as much as you all afford that ain't helping you. You know why? Because let's say, and I, again, let me start. I'm not, I'm not for illegal immigration. I think there should be a method to make it legal and get here the way you need to get here. But let's keep it 100. Illegal Mexicans or Africans or whoever else is illegal ain't taking jobs that you were going to take any damn way. I'm not going to see Bubba Jones, who lives in uh, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, out there picking fucking beans in Alabama. Sanchez will. He ain't taking jobs that you would take. Name a, name a job that an illegal immigrant took that an American wanted. Give me one. Yeah, there's a, yeah, Bubba, uh, Mahatma, who who came here legally 20 years ago, the neurosurgeon, took your damn job. Get the hell out of here. Your bigger issues are your companies that are taking their entire operations overseas. The issue isn't the fact that immigrants come here and take the jobs you want. The issue is the fact your companies are taking the jobs to the immigrants. That's the issue. If you keep it 100 with it, that's what's going on. But in order to keep it 100, you've got to blame somebody else other than a dark-skinned person that's here illegally. Again, I'm against illegal immigration. There should be a way to do it. But until y'all get your thumbs out your asses and figure out a better way to do it, 
Let's keep it 100. The Day Without Immigrants March a few days ago showed the strength in numbers that they have. I don't know how many white folk I heard complain that day because the immigrants were not at their jobs. Well, if they're still on the job you want, that's a perfect opportunity to go up there and do what they were doing. Fine. They left their job. You go take it. The issue is not the fact that there are immigrants taking your jobs. The issue is the fact that your greedy corporate executives are taking the jobs to where it's cheap. That's the issue. And if you were real with yourself, you'd admit that. But nobody's real with themselves these days. So bottom line, you all fell for the okey-doke. If you look at that electoral map, blue were in places that had a diverse population. Red were generally in places that didn't. You had a bunch of scared white folk who allowed this con man to tap into a deeply seated sentiment that festered over eight years because the black man in office before Tom was taking your jobs away. The same way he took your guns away. I'm still waiting for him. I'm still waiting for Obama to get around to that. I'm still waiting to see uh, Obama get these death, what they call them death squads when they were talking about uh, the, the uh, Obamacare when he was first passing it. These death squads that they were going to implement. I'm still waiting to see those. I mean, I'm sure he had enough time over eight years to get around to it, didn't he? I mean, something that important he wouldn't forget to do, would he? So let's call it what it is. A bunch of frightened white people who are mad that the world is getting increasingly smaller. And instead of making themselves more valuable or making themselves more, more dangerous in the workplace or make themselves whatever or whatever they needed to do to maintain whatever they were trying to maintain. Instead of doing that, they just decided all dark-skinned people are bad. They're coming over illegally and taking our jobs. Let's get rid of them. Let's wall our country off. Well, well we're letting all these terrorists in. There was a dude in Florida that was going to blow up Target supermarkets because he wanted lower prices. But he was willing to commit an act of terrorism to do it. What travel ban would have kept him out? The shooter in Canada that shot up the mosque, who was known to be into this alt-right, quote-unquote, white-red, white supremacist movement, that shot up the mosque. What travel ban would have kept him out? What about Robert Deere, who shot up the Planned Parenthood in Colorado? What travel ban would have kept him out? Or Jared Lee Loeffner in Arizona, who shot up Gabrielle Giffords, Gabrielle Giffords a few years ago? What, what travel ban would have kept him out? Or that uh, Holmes kid in, in Aurora, Colorado, that shot up the, the Batman movie? What travel ban would have kept See, you've got to understand something. Y'all falling for this bull. 
That travel ban covered countries that did not send one terrorist over here, yet Egypt and Saudi Arabia, 18 of the 19 9-11 terrorists came from, and they were not on that travel ban. Why not? Because Tom has significant business interests over there. As a matter of fact, Kushner and his son, Eric Trump, were going to go to Dubai recently. I don't know if he's gone or not yet, but they're going to Dubai to open a new hotel there. Come on, y'all. All right, I'm going to be out the game. I'm going to be in and out this game right now. I'm, I'm, I'm about done. Y'all just need to think, though. Stop letting that man piss on your head and let him tell you it's raining. I'm going to do a part two of this probably tomorrow when I get some more venom in me. But for right now, I'm going to debrief and go eat me some Oreos. Yeah, I eat Oreo. Shut up. So until I talk to y'all tomorrow, as I say every time, take care of yourself. Because whether you believe it or not, you are all you got. Peace.